Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, it's Jordan Younger, your host of the Balanced Blonde Soul on Fire podcast. Here we go deep on all things astrology, awakening, wellness, motherhood, channeling, aliens, and so much more. We have deep conversations. We go to other realms. It's a lot of fun. So stick around. Let's dive on in. I cannot wait to connect. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the show. I'm Jordan and I am not today's host. I am being interviewed for part two of this annual birthday conversation with my dear friend, Krista Williams. She is incredible. She's the host of the Almost 30 podcast with her co-host, Lindsay, which I'm sure many of you have listened to. It is one of the top podcasts. And if you listen to part one, then you heard a bit about what we're talking about today. Part one, we went into my spiritual awakening, shape-shifting, Pleiadian starseeds, plant medicine, ayahuasca, conscious friendships. And I'm loving the messages that you guys have been sending in. It really means the world to hear how part one of that conversation landed with you guys. And if you haven't listened to it yet, no problem at all. You can also start here with part two because time doesn't exist. It all flows really well together. And I just wanted to say I'm so lucky to have you guys listening and to be able to share such vulnerable topics. I have had a lot of different awakenings lately. And as this is the birthday celebration episode, part one and part two, I'll tell you that one of the awakenings that I had on my 32nd birthday on October 11th is that I really want to share more about expanded consciousness and the multidimensional views that I have about life. And when I started this podcast six years ago, I never could have imagined what it would evolve into, which is a lot of solo episodes, a lot of conversations like this. And also a lot of interviews with spiritual leaders and teachers. But back in the day when I started the podcast, it was interviews with nutritionists and doctors and CEOs, bloggers, entrepreneurs. And we still do a lot of that. But I know that my soul's mission on this planet is to talk about this out there stuff. And that's what this podcast is all about. So if you're new here, This part one and part two can basically be like trailers of the show. This is what you're going to get when you come to the Balanced Blonde podcast. And if you've been here for a long time, this is a really good indication of who I am now and where the show is going. So much has changed over the last six years. And I'm just so ready to cut through all the bullshit. I'm really ready to just share all of it and to be my true authentic self in every sense of the word. And that is a very 
different, as we say, not from here point of view. And in this episode, we talk all about that. We talk about the feeling of being misunderstood, which I know everyone can relate to. And we talk about my near-death experience that happened three years ago when I was 29. And it's the first time I've ever shared about it publicly other than right after it first happened. But at that time, I really wasn't able to put words to it yet. So this is this is all brand new. And I felt so safe and so open in this conversation with Krista to share all of it with you. And as we share in this episode, all of our viewpoints on the great mystery of the universe are just our opinion and you can take it or leave it. I hope some of it resonates with you. And it can also be entertainment. Podcasts are for entertainment. So if you don't resonate, then that's also totally fine. And we hope that you still enjoy this conversation of two friends chatting and going deep. And please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts if this episode speaks to you. That would be the best birthday present you could leave me with. And send me a screenshot to jordanatthebalancewand.com so I can thank you and send you my free yoga ebook. And without further ado, let's get into this episode and do tune into part one if you haven't listened to it yet. Okay, I love you guys so much. Tell us on Instagram all of your thoughts. I cannot wait to hear, literally waiting on bated breath because this is such a vulnerable one. Okay, love you guys. Let's please. Okay. So, yeah, everybody listening. Oh, are we going to (laughs) cut? Oh, everyone, welcome to the Balanced Blonde Podcast. We are here. We are back. So on fire, baby. New host. We'll probably just let her continue (laughs) and run on with it. That That would be my fantasy. A good me and Jonathan. We need to just like I know we need to rock it. People probably think when we talk about this that we're so wild and out there when we share these things. Like, what would you say to that? I would say that what they have to say about that is very valid. I think we are (laughs) wild and out there. And something that you pointed out is that while this stuff is so deep and true to us, we talk about a lot of this also for entertainment purposes. I think I love podcasts that really go there and go deep. And on this podcast, we're all about celebrating all types of thought, diversity of thought, diversity of spiritual takes on things. And I hope that people listen to this podcast and take what works for them and just leave the rest. Mm -hmm. What we're saying, just because I've had these experiences, you've had different experiences, doesn't mean that's what they have to go seek. And I hope everyone out there can just think, wow, this girl is living an interesting life and she's really going deep there. But this podcast is for everyone. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. And this is just as much for you as the people who've been there who are deep on these concepts with me. So we're celebrating all of it and we celebrate what everybody believes. I love that. We celebrate your sovereignty and that means we trust that you're gonna just let whatever resonates, resonates and Mm -hmm. leave the rest. Amen. Uh, Amen. That's important when we're talking about subjects as deep as near-death experiences Mm -hmm. and kind of what happens after we die, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. So we've been recording for a little bit and um, hopefully listen to part one, which is, super powerful and mystical. We go into Jordan's gifts. We talk more about how you can navigate a spiritual awakening, how Hudson was such a great teacher for you. And I would love to use this time today to talk more about an experience that we were discussing the other day on your couch. And this was something you told me about, but it wasn't something that I, you told me about, but it hit me in a different way. And it was related to something that is incredibly deep and profound for you and something that 
like hit us both cellularly, even when we were talking about it. And that was a time when, you know, you almost died. And then you're that death experience that you had, a time that was really, really dark for you. And the reason why I, in my intention for bringing this up in our conversation is that I think you are so, you have so much depth and you have so much light. And I think people see and find so much light in you when they see you, but they don't actually understand everything you've been through. And they don't understand all the pain and trauma and difficulty that you've experienced. And I'm not one to always make sure that we say that to prove that it's okay that you're happy. But I feel like sometimes it's important for people to know. So I'd love to talk about that. And the impetus for that was that reading that you had Mm -hmm. as a recommendation by our dearest Jenna. Yes. Oh my God. I'm so happy that we are getting to talk about this today. It is not something I generally lead with. So a lot of the audience, they'll remember that I had a near-death experience if they've been here since then, but I have not talked about it since it happened. And I now have a lot more clarity on all of it so I can speak about it much differently than when I came on the podcast three years ago and said, I'm going to take a break for six months because I almost died. That's basically all I was able to say. And then I got married and I really did take a lot of time off, which I think I blocked that whole time out of my life. Because after that, I started saying I've never taken time off from the podcast, but I did. So blacked out a lot of that time in my life, as we do with really traumatic times. And I've been able to have a lot of clarity from a more zoomed out perspective now. And then I did. So I'll start by saying I had that reading with Ruth, who's an incredible Kabbalistic astrologer. She is, oh my God, she's very, very next level. And I'd heard about her from Jenna for years. And I finally had a reading with her a few weeks ago. And first things first, she looks at my birth chart. She's an astrologer. So she's, you know, you're a Libra sun, you're an Aquarius rising. I'm like, I know, I know. Mm-hmm. And then she goes, you were supposed to die at 29. Actually, her exact words were, you know, you were supposed to go. And I knew what she meant, but I said, what do you, what, what do you mean? And she said, you were supposed to go and you know that. And I was like, yeah, I do. And she said, when you were 29, and then she had to really regroup because on my chart, it says, you know, dying at 29. That takes a very gifted person to see, not Mm -hmm. just any astrologer would see that in my chart, but she has a lot of psychic gifts. Or the balls to say it. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm so thankful because I'm not looking for readers who are just going to tell me like, I have a life of good fortune Mm -hmm. ahead and all this stuff that you could say to anybody. Guys, I am so excited to introduce today's new sponsor of the show, Symbiotica. I'm such a fan of this brand. I don't even know where to begin. First of all, the founder, Shervine, is one of the coolest guys on the planet. I cannot wait to have him on the show soon. He is a powerhouse of knowledge and just above and beyond. So I've been lucky to try so many Symbiotica products. One of my absolute favorites is their activated charcoal which is amazing for digestion and also for kidney function. And let me just tell you a little bit more about Symbiotica as a whole. They are a health supplement company designing sophisticated formulations that are scientifically proven to increase your vitality and longevity by filling in the nutritional gaps that result from our modern day diet. So even if you eat amazing, we all have nutritional gaps. That's just a fact. 
So when it comes to the supplements we take, we want to make sure they are extremely on point. I am such a fan, like I said, of the charcoal. I also love the Symbiotica Super Greens, which is a convenient way to boost your daily nutrition. It contains a bioavailable complex of natural plant compounds, including chlorophyll, broccoli seed, and other alkalizing greens. I love the way it makes me feel in the morning. It's extremely supportive to our cellular detoxification. It boosts our energy levels and it promotes healthy immune response. They have so many other incredible products. I am just such a fan. And of course, we have a code for you guys, which is code BALANCED on symbiotica.com for 15% off site-wide or create your custom bundle and get up to 45% off. You can find that link in the show notes, symbiotica.com. Use the code BALANCED for 15% off or create your custom bundle. So exciting. Hey, I'm Molly Sims. And I'm Emma Shagormley. We are two best friends with one common obsession, beauty. And by that, we mean everything that makes you look and feel beautiful. We tried it all and we've got your back. We'll be calling on all our favorite health experts, industry insiders, and friends to answer all your beauty questions. Consider us your beauty 411 and sometimes your 911. From how to fix brassy hair to the pros and cons of laser facials and always with a cocktail in hand, always. So be prepared to be obsessed. Check out Lipstick on the Rim wherever you get your podcast. When she said this, I was like, oh my God. This woman is the real deal. And then she said, she really prompted me. She said, you know that you died and came back. And why did you come back? And she was trying to figure it out too. And she asked me what happened. And I said, yes, when I was 29, I was in my bathroom. I had just had a mouth surgery as I, they found a lot of Lyme disease in my mouth. And I had a surgery that I was told was going to be very routine and not that big of a deal. You think mouth surgery and it's not the same as getting your abdomen cut open or something, which I had also done the previous summer. So I had no idea that this mouth surgery was going to rock me the way it did. But after they took the lime out of my mouth, cleaned it with ozone and sewed it all back up, I was on a lot of pain medication, which I was going to try not to take, but I took it because I was in so much pain, couldn't sleep, just couldn't think, you know, I have jaw problems. Like I wasn't really able to eat or talk. And during the recovery of this and about two or three days after the surgery, I had the pain medication. And I also was taking medical grade THC from a pharmacist that my Lyme doctor had put me in touch with. Because I don't really take medications typically, I had no idea that you're not supposed to mix THC with very heavy-duty pain medications. The medication was called tramadol, for anyone who's wondering. And between the THC, the tramadol, and chlorella tablets, believe it or not, which I was taking 35 a day, because that's what my doctor at the time told me to do, to soak up a lot of the toxins that were leaving my body after the surgery. I went to bed and woke up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. And I was super out of it and tried to pee, sit on the toilet, and nothing would come out. So I'm realizing, is my bladder locked? Like that, that's a very scary feeling. Mm -hmm. For anyone who has never felt that, you can imagine you're starting to think, why is something so normal in my body not functioning? So immediately I start kind of panicking. Panic attack is coming on. And then I started realizing the bladder was not working. But then all of the organs in my body started to feel like they were not working. And I stood up, yelled out for Jonathan. And that's the last thing that I remember. 
and dropped to the ground in my bathroom. And what I remember now is floating above my body and seeing my body laying on the bathroom floor with Jonathan coming in and he's screaming and he doesn't know what to do. And I was floating above and thinking, I'm not going to die this way. I have to get back to my body. Like I have to get back. I have to get back to this life. And this was after a couple years of being so sick that I actually did think maybe a peaceful transition would be nice. Just being super honest. So, but I realized in that moment, not this way. No, this is not supposed to happen. And this was an accident. And I didn't know how sensitive my body was. And swimming back through the ethers, basically, to my body. And I was kind of given this choice, which was just a very metaphysical moment. It's not like anyone spoke to me or anything specific. Just like, if you come back, are you willing to do anything? Like, are you willing to deal with the ramifications of this overdose, which was what was happening? Are you willing to deal with the pain? Are you are you willing to, you're not living aligned, you know? This is all so metaphysical. It happened in a matter of seconds. But my soul was like, no, I'll do anything. I get it now. I get it now. I, I will come back. So I did. I was given that blessing by who the heck knows what kind of angels out there. And then I was in my body, but then everything looked absolutely crazy. And this is what we say about Aya, ayahuasca, Mm -hmm. still living in our bodies and can be released through the spine depending on what other medications that you take. And so I don't take THC. I don't like marijuana. I don't ever do it. And I know it's just a part of some people's routine. I think something happened and the interaction of all of it. I was basically having an ayahuasca journey in my bathroom and in my room. Jonathan called my mom. They live in the building. She came down. It was three in the morning. And I was looking at both of them and I was saying to them, I'm sorry, but you look like demons to me. And so they were not themselves and I couldn't breathe, hyperventilating. And did they look like demons? That You were saying that and seeing that. Yes. No, I didn't. No, they looked like they were drawn out of chalk demonically. And <laughs> I know exactly I, what you're talking yes, about. And I forced them to turn on the TV because I thought like, I, I don't know. I said, yes. I'm not in this reality. Bring me back. Bring yes. me back. So they put on, I believe it was the Kardashians or something. And it was the only thing keeping me sane. But I was on my bed, yep. rocking back and forth, couldn't breathe, couldn't think. Jonathan went and got all of this frozen bread out of our freezer and like toasted it and made me eat it because they were like, maybe she hasn't eaten enough. And I couldn't express to them what was going on. No one knew how much medication I took except for me. And no one knew about all this organ stuff going on because I couldn't articulate it. And I was just not okay. So I'm screaming and crying. My mom's panicking, but I knew having my mom there, I had to tone down the panic because of how scared she would be. So somehow I, after many hours, I was just like, I think I'm going to be okay. And I knew that once I was able to, I would look on my phone and Google these drug interactions, which I did basically come 7 a.m. and saw tramadol and THC, fatal heart failure, all this stuff. So a lot of things I was feeling in my body And again, a lot of people would ask, why didn't Jonathan and and your mom take you to the hospital? They didn't know what was going on and neither did I. It took me a while to realize this total near death 
type of thing happened. On the one hand, I knew right away. And on the other hand, it's taken me many years and almost like Ruth telling me that I was supposed to die and died at 29 and then came back to even believe that that happened. And so it was very validating to hear from Ruth that that happened because I find, I just felt like, okay, wow, like I knew it happened, but to have someone outside of myself who literally doesn't know me in a very unbiased way tell me that, it was something. Do you feel like for the, you know, the messages from your higher self or God in that experience, do you ever have fear that you're not living up to that? Like, is there that experience too where you're like, oh my God, you know, is that like a thought that you have where it's like, I I have to do this or else? Sometimes, yes. Only recently do I feel like I realize actually that I haven't been using my time as wisely and efficiently as I wish. And that's something that I've changed within the last three weeks of my life. So I think it just has taken me so long to realize that I really did get a second chance at life. And I also have gotten a third and fourth and fifth chance because Lyme disease is wreaking havoc all the time in my body. So I think, yeah, I now realize in the last very short period of time and becoming a mother, there are no days to waste. Nobody's life is guaranteed and not another day is guaranteed. So what am I doing? Wasting my time scrolling social media so much Mm -hmm. and worrying about things that don't matter, fretting about people who are not thinking about me. (laughs) Um, The list goes on. That's most of our voice notes. Right. Yeah. We, Krista and I are, oh my God, we care so much. It's, It's psychotic. Yes. So yeah, I think I'm, when I talk online about like I'm in a new phase of up-leveling and I've been very vague, that's what it's about. Mm, Is being more mindful of your boundaries and your time and your attention. Like everything. Yeah. Like I'm no longer going to wake up and do what I used to do, which is live a life that I was perpetuated by having Lyme disease and not having a lot of energy and not getting out of bed for many hours. No, I'm doing things completely differently now. And I am calling my energy back and I'm having discipline and I'm living the life that I envision a healthy person lives and that I've always envisioned my future self to live, but I'm forcing it to be now. If this life or this part of your life, this chapter in the book of your life was called something, what would you call it? Oh, wow. Oh my God. I think this is the rebirth. Mm. There was the death, many cycles of it. And then this is the ultimate rebirth. Do you ever get scared when you have the death? Like, I feel like sometimes for me, I grip onto the past versions of me or the people related to the past versions of me or, and I'm curious if your audience can relate when you're going through that experience of the rebirth or the transformation or the change some people run towards the change, but some people can get really scared because mm-hmm. they don't know. It's like walking into the void. Do you ever get fearful of walking towards a new phase or chapter of your life? Yes. I think in the moment when I'm really doing well with it, it's the most exciting thing in the world. And then we all become completely detrimental to our own power. And I think to step into our highest power is one of the scariest things we can do. It's part of human nature. If you're living in your utmost power, what would your entire life look like? And what would you no longer be able to hold on to that has been a part of your identity for your whole life? So that is scary. 
And I do sense myself like the day that I had today where it's just, you do what is comfortable. Mm -hmm. So Instagram for me is very comfortable. Getting lost in the emails and getting a little annoyed about who's not responding to me when I thought they should have. And those are all very old ways of being. And when I'm living as my highest self in this disciplined new way, I just wouldn't waste my energy like that. I would use my energy in a very forward-thinking kind of way and do a lot more. I would have done a lot of different things today. (laughs) I, yeah, but I feel like you have such a gift of getting so much done and being on purpose, but then also we both have that human aspect of it because it's interesting when you have that experience, you're like, turn on the TV. Mm -hmm. Because I've had that too through mushroom psychedelic experiences Mm -hmm. or, you know, anytime I've kind of, dipped into that, if I want to come back, I'll look at my phone or watch TV. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like you're plugging back in to the matrix grids. You're like, okay, we're coming back to earth. We're kind of plugging back into this world. But that is like my number one way to get back into like the earthly body. Yes, definitely. Because that night during the near-death experience, if I ever closed my eyes, which I did a lot, Mm -hmm. I was going in like a black hole. And that was also due to all the THC in my system, which was not vibing well with my brain. So I had to like watch and listen to these reality TV people to feel like I was even alive or present on this earth and yeah, could never turn it off. Yeah. It's like, you're like looking at the Kardashians, which is like so hilarious that that's like your mind thing. Mm -hmm. What was your conversation then with Jonathan or your family, you know, for people that go through these like profoundly transformational experiences, do you think that you should bring your family and friends into what happened? Or do you feel like it's something that you kind of work out between you and your soul or you and you? Yeah, I think it's important that the closest people to you, like especially Jonathan, get it and understand it to some degree, but also with no pressure because how would he really understand it? So it's mostly between me and my soul. And I told my mom about my reading with Ruth and she got it because she was there and she believes it. Like she's, she really gets all this stuff now and she's the closest person to me. She really understands me, but I don't spend a lot of other time trying to get other people to understand because it doesn't really matter Mm. So yeah, it's me and my soul. After that happened, in true Jordan fashion, I was trying to go to a wedding two days later, like desperately trying to like pick myself up to get to this wedding. And my mom forbid me. I was a full grown woman. And she was like, you're not going and I won't let you. And to Jonathan, she said, you can't, no, I'm not going to let you bring her. It's not happening. And it was one of his best friends. And yeah, it's rude to not come to someone's wedding with telling them on the day of. Absolutely. That was very hard for me as a people pleaser and planning my own wedding and knowing how incredibly rude that is and that they're paying for me and I'm not there. And then I had to let all that go because at the end of the day, when it is between you and your soul, you can't control other people's perceptions of it. And I find myself to this day, sometimes trying to still explain to this couple, like kind of what happened. And they're they're, (laughs) very... You know, they don't care. At the end of the day, it was like they were probably very annoyed and the day went on and I was not in any way, shape or form the centerpiece of any of that. But I do try to say like to this day, I wish I was there. I love that. Like three years later, you're like, so listen, Mm -hmm. I took THC and something on you like do like a presentation. You're like, this is what happens. I literally did that. And they're like, oh, no, we totally get it. Yeah, they know you would have been there if you could have. And that's just the story of my life. Yes, 100%. 
allowing all of my fellow entrepreneurs to talk about a website slash company that I am obsessed with, which is Shopify. I've been using Shopify for my businesses since 2013. They make it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. And you know, one of my biggest passions on this platform and beyond is inspiring you to know that you can live a life that you love. And I want everyone to live a life that they love. The internet gives us so much freedom. So it's really just about finding your passion. So whether your thing is vintage t-shirts or recipes for ghee or vegan butter, you can start selling right now with Shopify and starting your online presence. You can join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of your favorite businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll create an online store with your vibe, discover new customers, and grow the following that keeps them coming back. They have all the different sales channels sorted so that your business can keep on growing from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across different social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. So wherever your target demographic is, they've got you covered. And what I love about them is they have 24-7 support and free libraries full of educational content. Shopify's got you every step of the way. So for those of us who don't really consider ourselves tech savvy, it doesn't even matter because Shopify is so helpful. So of course, we have a special deal for you because how, what would this be if I didn't have a special deal for you? You can sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash balanced, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash balanced to start selling online today. That is shopify.com slash balanced. And you can also find that link in the show notes. Enjoy. I can't wait to see what you create. Knowledge is power. And when you know more, you can make better decisions for your body, for your health and your future. There are not that many decisions bigger than having a child. I can speak to this very personally now, but for many women, their fertility can feel like a big question mark. That's why Modern Fertility was created. It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. You can mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within six business days. You'll get insight into your hormone levels like your ovarian reserve which means whether you have more or fewer eggs than average for your age and other important factors that can impact your fertility. The results go deep into everything that you could possibly need to know, including what every hormone means. And you can also download the results to review with your doctor for next steps. Traditional hormone testing at a fertility clinic can cost over $600, but modern fertility tests the same general set of hormones at a fraction of the price and you can do it at home. If you go to modernfertility.com slash blonde 30, you can get $30 off your test. I'm so excited to offer this special deal for you guys, especially knowing I know where my TBB fam is at. And I think that this is just incredible for everyone to try. So go to modernfertility.com slash blonde 30. This is a limited time offer for $30 off. That means your test will cost $149. Hormone testing at a fertility clinic can cost more than three times as much. Get $30 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash blonde30. Modernfertility.com slash blonde30. I think sometimes people think because like when we talk about these things, some people can have the insecurity around spirituality or spiritual experiences where they're like, 
either they're like, you're absolutely batshit crazy, <laughs> which, you know, valid, true. Go mm-hmm. for it. But then there's also the feeling of not feeling, feeling sad that they haven't had as spiritual of an experience and kind of feeling lonely or feeling shame or feeling like you think you're special or something like that. Have you ever had that reaction from people? All the time. I think because I speak so openly about spiritual experiences, people can easily think that it sounds like I find my life to be so special and I found myself in all of these super outer worldly experiences. The only reason I talk about them publicly is because I want everyone to know that everyone can have these and everyone is special. And true spiritual experiences means we know we are all on the same level, even playing fields. I talk about being an old soul that doesn't mean that other people are not much older souls than me. I learn from everybody that I listen to, every interaction that I have, and I get it. I get why people would listen. And I get why people listen to my podcast and say, wow, she thinks she's special or yours and think that because it's like you are hearing us talk about our life. That's for two what, hours. <laughs> that's what we're here. That's what we're doing. I can't talk about anybody else's life. I wish I could. 100%. Sadly, all I can do is talk about my own, mm-hmm. but I hope it's as entertaining as possible. Mm-hmm. And I hope everyone takes away from it that they are so incredibly special. Everyone is unique and rare. Mm-hmm. No astrology type, no human design type is more special than the other. And we freaking love everybody listening. And I have so much compassion for anyone who does feel like maybe they haven't had those experiences in life that do feel special and different because I remember feeling that way. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of part of why we do what we do. Yes. And if you're feeling like triggered or, you know, anytime you're like, oh man, I'm not feeling as spiritual. I'm not feeling, I'm feeling like she thinks she's special or that. It's like, it's also in your sovereign right to turn it off and be like, oh, right. what's going on here? Like I'm feeling a little annoyed or I'm feeling a little mm-hmm. mad or I'm feeling a little jealous and just have a moment for yourself. You know, take time to recognize and love yourself and really give yourself all the love and attention that you might feel like you're not potentially getting or you Mm -hmm. might feel like you're triggered by. That's so important. You have such good advice with that. And finally, on this topic, I think often about this incredible woman who I did an ayahuasca ceremony next to. We didn't know each other, but we were in the same circle. And she's a writer and she was older. And I think about her all the time because we finished our ceremony And her intention was to really get into her creativity to write this book, like before the end of her life. And she, at the end of it, said, I feel less capable now than I did before because I just feel like my soul is not special. And I think about her every day because I, I want to just embrace her and tell her the fact of even saying that is so special and so self aware. And what is it about that that she could tap into that nearly every single person on the planet? has felt that would resonate with millions. And I hope she is. And I don't know her. I mean, we never stayed in contact, but it was something that really reflected that feeling back to me because I have felt so incapable too at a lot of times in my life and so unable to harness that infinite intelligence that we know exists. So I'm passionate about sharing these things on the podcast so that people can find the flavor of spirituality, creativity, infinite intelligence that resonates. I love it. You do such a great job. So do you. Love you. Love you. I think there's, we were kind of talking about it before, but I'm curious what comes up for you when I just talk about or like say, you know, the feeling misunderstood. Like what comes up for you when I, when I say that? I feel like I 
am very misunderstood in the larger world. I think within my audience and a lot of people who listen to this podcast and with our friends and my family, I feel very understood. I feel very seen. I could say anything and I do. But every time I find myself outside of that bubble and people listen to this podcast who make their way here, who maybe haven't heard of some of these spiritual concepts before or people take what I've said out of context and I become the punching bag in the media for spirituality or wellness. One of them, at least. I Mm -hmm. think there's a handful of punching bags and we all have similarities. It's incredibly hard and I will feel so misunderstood that it's almost like I have at times said I can't do this anymore, you know, to Jonathan. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't need this shit. I don't need to be judged. I don't need to put myself out there in the world to then be on the cover of Newsweek as someone who's, you know, talking about information that people don't understand, but so then they label it as incorrect. But I'm also like, how did you even find me? Mm -hmm. My intentions are very pure. And I've had a lot of conversations with this about other people who've been really ripped apart in the media, like my friend Christina of Fully Raw Christina, our friend Sahara. Mm -hmm. I mean, many of us actually Mm -hmm. now have been really ripped Mm -hmm. apart in the media and I don't feel like I'm special in any sense that it's happening and happened to me. I've found that there's a common thread of incredible purity that people could never know unless they knew you individually. Several months ago, our mutual friend, Danielle Page, said to me, Jordan, look, like you are as pure as they come Mm -hmm. and people really don't get and they don't, they don't see it and they don't know you and they don't think you're like that because you're representing someone who they know in their life who maybe was not kind to them. And, and then that's also part of being a reflector. So I do feel like on the one hand, there's so much duality again because I do feel so misunderstood on the world stage. But then I also feel this incredible gift to be striking a chord with people and any publicist, which I don't have, or like marketing specialist would say, congratulations. And they do. My friend, our other Krista, who says, congratulations, people would pray to strike this type of chord. And Mm -hmm. here you are all over the news again. And I'm just like, I don't want it. If it's not positive, I don't want it. Then again, the deeper layer of that is removing myself from it because it's other people's opinions and it's projections and I think the bigger you get in the world and the more you share, the more you have to be okay with stepping away from it and not seeking validation, positive or negative. So that's what I've been working on lately is not relying or seeking on the positive validation, which could come in the form of a really kind email from an incredible listener of this podcast and trying to be very objective and looking at it and knowing that person is really happy and really aligned and and or sees themselves in me. And I'm so thankful, but I can't use it as fuel to move forward because then if I get a really, really mean one, then it will ruin my day, will ruin me because I am sensitive. I know we've had to really do that. Mm -hmm. And that's like a stoic philosophy is, Mm -hmm. you know, to not allow yourself to be impacted by either the negative or the positive.
Okay, let me tell you about something I take every single day, which is AG1. I started taking it to have more energy and an optimized immune system. After I had a baby, I just wanted to feel more well-rested and all around more like myself. So you're probably wondering, what is this stuff anyway? Let me tell you. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day off right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. I personally consume it in the morning. It tastes very mild and tropical, so it's not that normal greens flavor that people might be turned off by. It's lifestyle friendly, so whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it's for you. It contains less than one gram of sugar, so it's very TBB approved. It costs you less than $3 a day, so it is cheaper than your cold brew habit. And they also have over 7,000 five-star reviews, which is pretty amazing. And we have a special deal for you. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash blonde. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash blonde to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I kind of create this like almost like a hologram in the world or in like the the ether spiritual world and just kind of like let people engage with the hologram so that I can be safe and protected. But there is something about you that really glitches the matrix that really like, it's interesting. It just, I think it's the reflector aspect. It's the spiritual aspect. It's the knowance of your soul. And it's the mission that you decided to take, you know, was to be someone that would help awaken. And I think when people think about their gifts and their paths, they're like, I want to help people awaken. I want to support them in their evolution or, you know, whatever it is. It's like we kind of think about the really beautiful things. We're like, yes, I want to lead retreats and do podcasts and do all these things. And then you forget that a lot of times the mission has these aspects of it that are not from a human point really enjoyable Mm -hmm. or really fun or really like good. And I know that in some of my darkest moments, you know, I remember one time I was having a really hard time with feedback and that sort of thing. And I was like walking and my soul was like, you hate this, but I love this. Oh and it was God. like so clear. It was like, you hate this, but I love this. It was just like so juicy feeling about mm-hmm. all of the learning that I was doing and all the growth that I was doing. And as much as we think that we do grow through pleasure and joy, which I do think we do, I think there's a consciousness that exists where we do grow at this point more through hard times and more through that. The, mm-hmm. the the friction and the resistance. I don't think from a collect, collective perspective that is going to stay around for a long time. I think we're sort of stepping into learning for more joy and pleasure, but we really do learn a lot from that. Yeah. I mean, we are on the school of earth. That's what I have to remind myself. So I want to use your tip about the hologram and, and really, that's something really hard for me is to like differentiate my public self from my private self. And that's what every friend, every business mentor. Everyone's trying to get me to do. It's very hard for me. And I think you do a really good job at that. And we've both had to learn somewhat the hard way. So I remind myself, we are on the school of earth and it has a lot of lessons and it's not supposed to be easy. And for sensitive people like us who care about others and what they think about us, 
it's a really big lesson. It's easier for some people. Yeah, I think about you and your energy and it's like so, it's like so multidimensional and nebulous. It's like the ocean. It's just kind of, and mine's a little bit more <laughs> like, okay, we're going to be here and we're going to be here. It's like the Capricorn part. Yeah, It's like, we're going to do this and we're going to do this and we're going to protect ourselves in that way. But yours is so like oceanic that it really allows, allows more than I think most people allow mm-hmm. in their life. You know, it really is like curious about what about the experience of allowing myself to be who I am in all areas and allowing myself to play and explore and be a human on this earth in this time? So I think you're really making the most out of everything. And you've chosen this path and this curriculum of physical pain, of you know being a public figure and healing that part of you, where in past lifetimes, you may have been locked up, you may mm-hmm. have been the witch. You know, It's like really doing all of the healing in this lifetime. Yes, I totally agree with you. And it's a hard thing to do, but it is so worth it. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Because I asked myself at the end of the day and others asked me, well, why don't you step away then? You could live a private life. You could write fiction under a pen name and live in Hawaii and all these things. And I just think about it. And I think, no, I would really truly feel like something's missing. I need and love to share my life. There's something innate. So I know it is. It's like a part of you. Mm -hmm. And I agree. It's like, I think there is that there are people, if you're living in your dharma, then it is something that feels natural to you. Right. You know, it's like, it doesn't feel like a chore. It doesn't feel like you're doing it for the wrong reasons, even though people might not understand. So for someone that feels misunderstood, and I think a lot of people that are star seeds or wanderers, mm-hmm. you know, from a law of one perspective, feel misunderstood or feel like, you know, they're not really accepted or they're not really, yeah, it can feel lonely on the path. Yeah. What would you say to them? I would say, and it's taken me a long time to get here, but congratulations because you're not normal. You are extraordinary in so many ways. And and actually we all are. And it's just dependent on whether you're willing to step into that in this lifetime or you're called to step into that in this lifetime. There's nothing wrong with normalcy. But when I realized I don't have to compare my life to what I'm perceiving as normal, 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 I can compare my life or not compare with anyone. But if I were to people who I really admire, that would be an entirely different thing. And they can all handle this type of criticism and they have to, and they do, because that's part of the life path that's chosen by the people that I truly admire. So I would say if you feel different and misunderstood, then there's so many other people like you. And when I started this podcast, and I bet you feel this way with starting almost 30, it was so wild to realize the immense amount of people who feel this way. And maybe it's not so abnormal. It's, there's a lot of us. We just haven't really been able to speak up for a lot of this time. So it's rising, like you Mm -hmm. said, and I think the world is changing in a really positive way. So if you have even one friend that you can connect with deeply, and maybe it's an internet friend, depending on where you live, and you meet them in the comments of the balance blonde or almost Mm -hmm. 30, then you got something and you're not alone and just keep on the path because it's calling you for a reason and it's worth it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how can you, and I've tried this, is like, how can I kind of, again, observe the stories? It's like, I'm always misunderstood or 
I don't fit in or whatever that is. And it's like, okay, where's, first of all, where's the part of me that has that story as the running loop? Mm -hmm. So for me, that could be like a very younger self. That could be just an aspect of my experience from like an internal family systems perspective. That's like, I have an eight-year-old self that feels misunderstood. Yeah. And then that program is just running forever. And then it's stuck in your aura. And then you're like, I'm misunderstood and you live this life. So how can you use that loneliness or that feeling of feeling like you're different to support your healing and your growth yes. on earth. Yes, we can break those patterns, those programs at any time. That is something that has really changed my life and yours. Mm-hmm. And when I said I made all these changes three weeks ago, I recommitted to those practices. Mm-hmm. I've known about them, I teach about them, but it is a whole other thing to do it on a daily discipline basis. Which practices? So a lot of Joe Dispenza work, mm-hmm. visualizing the future self and committing to breaking those programs, which by the way is incredibly hard. They're hardwired in the body. Mm-hmm. So to feel this people-pleasing nature or this like panic that someone might be mad at me, people that I'm close to and care about, to break those patterns and like move about the world without having them at the forefront of my mind is really big work for me. Mm-hmm. So it takes a lot of visualization, Joe Dispenza work, NLP work, internal family systems work, like you're talking about, like peeling back the layers to when in my life did this become such a problem and how can I have so much compassion for that young girl and then also to view everyone as a young child, mm-hmm. the inner child version of themselves. Everybody's acting from those programs, including the people who I'm so upset about these mean things that they're saying, mm-hmm. perceivably from my end. It's like, well, really, they're just unhappy. And if I encountered them in daily life, I would have a lot of compassion. So why am I letting it like ruin my life? Mm-hmm. It's just so, it's so weird because now it's just so obvious. Like I have such a different perspective where I'm just like, huh, like there's that thing that people do or people attach to. And it's almost like I kind of watch people that attack or the messages that people attack. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's an interesting thing that I think people are really scared if the truth was, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like the people attack the thing that they're most scared if that was true. Yes. You know, they're like, ooh, that would be really scary. Like we're going to double down on this aspect Mm -hmm. or we're going to double down on this perspective. And it's always been so fascinating to watch like what people have attached to you or like been like looking at you like as a poster child for some sort of conversation. I know. I totally agree. It's weird. Yeah. I'm going to keep visualizing myself as a non-poster child because (laughs) I've been. I've been the poster child for orthorexia, for Mm -hmm. breaking vegan, for being vegan. And that was, I honestly, you guys, I've said this to you many times behind the scenes. Breaking vegan was literally on the cutting edge mm-hmm. and people were pissed. Right now, people are like vegan too much, too, oh, too strict. Oh, now it would be very celebrated. Now everyone would love it. Meanwhile, I was getting death threats. I was getting literal eggs thrown at my door and my window in New York City. People that hate killing animals were throwing eggs yeah. at your window. For two Makes years, perfect sense. I was getting death threats every day, sabotaging of my career, really. And it was, it was wild. And I think something you said to bring it back to is to reframe the story of being misunderstood, Mm -hmm. especially in the media, because that started happening to me. That was nine years ago. So that could be a long held story. And one of the hardest things to do is to actually take ownership over some of what we might be calling Mm -hmm. toward us. And I'm, I really do hold this staunch like notion that I'm not calling all this stuff toward me, but on some level, on some energetic ways, I, I am. And what is that? 
But like, that's my program of like the media doesn't get me. And mm-hmm. so I have to say it myself. And it's very much the old school media though. Because mm-hmm. no, it's like yeah, totally. your community, everyone mm-hmm. else gets it and is open to it. And if they don't understand it, they're like, okay, that's a cool perspective. But it's very much like the media media, which is what I find the most interesting. Oh yeah. Old and, school. And that type of media, by the way, is dying. Uh-huh. Like any journalist that's listening to this podcast, we probably love what you're doing. Like mm-hmm. people are moving in a really wonderful direction. It's the very old school. It's the people who target, would target kind of talking to me and then like slander every single thing that I said. Mm -hmm. And I'm just not calling that toward me anymore. But that requires breaking the pattern that started happening nine years prior. So that's a big thing to break. And yeah. We we got this. You're going to do it. I know. We got this 100%. I think I see for you moving on from that or it's just like, Thinking about anybody in our world, they've had something written about them or said about them that's sort of par for the course. Mm-hmm. You're, if you have that many eyes on you, there's going to be that many opinions and perspectives. And that's where I've been sort of like, okay, I want to pull back a little bit on how much I share because there's like a warping that happens of the truth when there's a lot of different opinions and perspectives and eyes on right. you. Yeah, I think you do a really good job at doing that. And you've taken social media breaks and you've pulled back and... I admire that and I want to do more of that. And I'm definitely especially doing that when it comes to Atticus's life and his sharing and what I share of Atticus Mm -hmm. because that's his life, not mine. And I feel so protective over what a sacred little baby he is. Mm -hmm. And that requires me changing the way that I show up on social media. So I do think there's a way to be open and to share your life and live a public life as you do, but to not share everything because then things do get warped and mm-hmm. then and then yeah it's easy to forget what the truth is last question what would be advice then you know if you have someone listening and they feel like they have a big mission they have a big message they want to share they want to reach a lot of people they're really inspired by you what would be any advice that you would give to someone that wants to step into greater leadership or visibility mm-hmm. oh my god i mean That's such a good question. It's hard because I feel like I'm also going to be giving this advice to myself and it is like reaching the next level. Yeah, which is, yeah, to reach that. Yeah, oh my God. I think it's really important to know who you are on the inside because if you don't and you're not truly unswaying in who that person is on the inside, then what other people might think or say about you could start to become a part of who you think you are. And Mm -hmm. I think it's so important to kind of break free from all that into who do you think you are? Who do the closest people to you say that you are to them? And that's what really matters. And what anybody else thinks or says doesn't really matter. And if you are pissing people off, then you're likely striking a huge chord and also really bettering other people's lives, people who are ready to hear it. And we call to us the people who are supposed to be listening and they find us. So it all works out in the end. And I think of it from a higher perspective too, the eternal soul perspective. Your soul was happy when you were, you know, Mm -hmm. was dealing with that bit of negativity. And from a higher soul perspective, it's all happening for a reason because we are on the school of earth and we don't learn from all positive bright rainbows. And we do want to evolve as a soul and there's a purpose for it all. So I try to zoom out and I always try to think when this lifetime is through, what will have been more worth it to me? Mm. Hiding in the shadows so as to get no criticism or doing things that I care about and am passionate about and doing them as 
big and full out as can be done and receiving whatever comes. I would much rather do it all. So that's my advice. I love that. I think it's so important for anyone to really know themselves and to allow that to grow and change and Mm -hmm. be mindful about whose opinions you let in, Mm -hmm. even healers and stuff, like even not attaching to anything. are human and they make mistakes Mm -hmm. and they project and nobody's perfect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, 100%. Well, I love you so much. I love you. This was fantastic. This was so good. And I need everyone listening to know that Krista's going to be interviewed on this show by me. And I'm just so honored that you took this time to interview me. And I hope my audience listening got to hear me from a different perspective. And your face is still shape-shifting. What is it now? Your eyes are just so clear. Like what I'm just seeing is just so bright and angelic. Oh, that's my, that's my true essence is angel. You are stepping into my angel power. Yes. Well, community, we love you so much. Mm -hmm. Definitely share your perspectives with Jordan and thank you for joining us. Wish her a happy birthday. It's birthday week right now. It's Libra season and make sure to listen to the first one. Yes, absolutely. Love you guys. Love Love you, you, Krista. Can't wait to interview. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I'm so happy that you're here. Come say hi on Instagram at The Balance Wand and tell me what your favorite part of this episode was. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and send me a screenshot of your rating and review for a free Soul on Fire yoga ebook. See you next Wednesday. Love you guys. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.